Hello, everyone, and welcome to Run402, the podcast, a show where we interview local runners in Nebraska and make running relatable. Hello, and welcome to the last episode of 2022. What a year it's been. Today, I sit down with my friend Giselle, and we talk about the creation of the group Run402 on Facebook. This group has almost 2,000 people in it. And it all started because of Giselle and her friend Celia. Well, my friend Celia, too. I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast about why they started the group. And we end with kind of a little fun idea for a little run mini-series. So enjoy this episode and have a happy new year. Today, I'm here with Giselle. Giselle Toulouse, right? Toulouse. So we've been friends for a long time. GT. Yeah. Just like the kombucha. <laughs> That's me. Uh, the creator of the group, Run402. And today we're just going to, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I, you should say co-creator. I didn't come up with it by myself. So um, some background about me. I moved to Omaha in 2015 from Charlotte, North Carolina. And in Charlotte, I was part of the Charlotte Runners Meetup group. So I don't. Was that on Facebook or was no, that on Meetup? It was on Meetup.com. Meetup is really popular in Charlotte at the time. I don't know if it is anymore. But that group had a run pretty much every day of the week. So How big is Charlotte compared to Omaha? I don't know. We'll have to look that up and put it in. I. Put it in know. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did it feel, though? Like, um, did it feel around the same? Did it no, feel bigger? No, it's definitely bigger. Yeah. 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 Way and bigger. the weather is more consistent, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it gets, it gets, like, down in the 40s in the winter, and it's pretty cold for them over there. But, yeah, it was... While we're recording this, mm-hmm. we have a negative 30 wind chill. Oh, gosh. Yeah, don't even remind yeah. me. But, <laughs> anyway. So, the meetup group... It was, it's a website outside of Facebook, and they had like basically anyone, if you had an idea and you have a consistent schedule that you can be available during the time of your run, you could host a run. So um, there was the Monday night run. It was just called the Monday night run, but it started at a running store, and they were all at 6.30 p.m. Like every, just the Monday one, or yeah. like every, okay. Oh, all, most of them, yeah. They so, were all night runs. Yeah. Well, except for Tuesday and Thursday, there was the early bird run. It was at 5.15 in the morning. Um, And then Tuesday evenings was five on the booty. And it's because it was on the booty loop, which is a a cycling route in the city. So we we just ran the booty loop. It was five miles. That's a good name. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Wednesday evening, it was the trail run at the Whitewater Center which is uh, where they do the Olympic trials for whitewater kayaking. Oh, that's cool. They had a bunch of trails there, and then they have a band and, and beer, and it's really fun. Kinda, Was that year-round? Yeah. Kind of farther away, that? so I didn't go to that one that much, but it was really cool. Thursday was their flagship run. It was at the Common Market, which uh, I'll get into this a little bit later, too, but we got kicked out of that place so the common market is like a how do i describe it i've never seen anything like it anywhere else but it's a convenience store with a bar in a deli so it's kind of a unique place and it was kind of small 
And as we got bigger, the running group, a lot of people would show up. Like we'd have 200 people and they got sick of us sweaty runners being there so then we had to move the run we moved to a different bar they closed and then they opened up a brewery right across from the common market so then they moved there um friday was the taco run so they ran around and went to this mexican restaurant and saturday was the urban run which is a 10 mile run very well attended um that run, we did the second half of the Charlotte Marathon route. So we did the 10 miles of it, but sometimes they would do the half marathon. But it was really helpful because when I ran the Charlotte Marathon, I had ran that second half of the course so many times. It was like second nature to me. So, and then Sunday, sporadically, they would have a run here and there. Oh, actually, no, it was, there was a consistent Sunday 10 mile run also, but it was an out and back course. So you could do less. If you wanted to so that pretty much covers every day of the week um how so you mentioned that on thursday 200 people went yeah were most groups that high of numbers you know saturday um was probably around 20 to 30 people the wednesday 10 miles is a lot it is the wednesday one at the whitewater center was pretty big too um and then the sunday one was huge also like, I would say 30 to 40 people there. Yeah, so that was my expectation when I moved here, is that I would find a running group, on meetup, and just get plugged right into the community. Because you didn't know anyone. In I didn't know anyone, yeah. But I moved here in February of 2015, and it was cold. And there was no meetup running group that I could find. And then as far as running groups, there wasn't really anything going on. I mean, it was winter, but even on Facebook, like, I didn't see anything. And then the spring came around, and I heard about the peak performance run. But even before that, I went to a Track Tuesday workout, the Gerald Kubiak's track workout. So you've been doing that for a while. For, yeah, many years. And I went there, and it's funny because, like, it's kind of embarrassing, but I hadn't Growing up, I moved around a lot, so I was used to that lifestyle, but I lived in Charlotte for nine years, and I was like, I don't know, 19 when I moved there, so all of my 20s, I kind of made friends in the running group, so then I moved here, and there wasn't any groups that I found for running, and I was Googling, like, how to meet people in a new city, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things in this girl's blog was like, if somebody invites you to do something, you say yes, because what are you doing anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I went to track and I met Celia, who whose name gets brought up in this podcast all the time. And I mm-hmm. think it's awesome because she was so influential in the running scene here when she lived here. And I also met that same day, um, Jen Williams. Um, Jen is a big CrossFitter now. She used to run. But that day on the track, she was like, well, my friends and I are going to Jazz in the Green tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I'm like, yes, let's go. So those people kind of some of them ran and they told me about different places I could go and it wasn't until I went to the uh, peak performance run that I started meeting more people like Roy White who just finished his hundredth marathon amazing yeah I I did a lot of runs with Roy when he lived here a lot of 20 milers Um, at John Ritland Cleet Roth um, a lot of the the guys that that run in Omaha that have been running forever um, 
go to peak performance. So that's really when I branched out and met more people. But really, the only runs that were consistent back then was the peak performance run in the summers and track Tuesday in the summers. Like, I can't really remember. So there was no winter meetups, really? No, there wasn't. And I kept talking about the Charlotte Runners meetup group with everyone that I met. Like, we were a huge group of friends, you know? So we would take road trips and go race in different cities. Like, 30 of us went to the Pittsburgh Marathon one year. That was a lot of fun. Didn't you guys do Ragnar? Yes, we did. Uh, Ragnar Trail Relay, highly recommend. It was so much fun. We had four teams. That's insane. I know. <laughs> I know. We rolled deep. When we went to Chicago Marathon, we had 30 of us there. Boston was a big group. So it was fun because we like we really like would do everything together. We'd run in different cities. Everybody was talking about different races, different trips. Oh, we would go into the Cooper River Bridge Run in Charleston, South Carolina. So we would rent out two beach properties down there. And like a bunch of us would go. I think it's 20 people per house. So, yeah, that's huge. Different vibe. But <laughs> yeah. it is a bigger city, like you're saying. So, anyway, back to Omaha. Um, so, at that time, I was telling everybody, like, oh, you know, we should have a more consistent group more days of the week. And the people are here. Yeah, and people we just need run. to get organized. <laughs> exactly. So, I started a Saturday group uh, run in, I want to say, like, the fall, late fall of 2015. And in the beginning, it was just like me, Roy, um, Celia, and like a handful of other people. And I really wanted to recreate the urban run in Charlotte. So we would run 10 miles and then we'd get breakfast. And, you know, if you want to stay in shape, running 10 miles every Saturday, let me tell you, you're always ready for a half marathon. Yeah. And a lot of those people, they were training for marathons together. So they would do the 10 miles and like maybe show up early to do five miles before or like do another loop you know people coordinated their schedules like that but that's like 10 miles where you know someone else is going to be there mm-hmm. um that's just that kind of takes a weight off your shoulders you know yeah that's a good point it, you don't really have to force yourself to get out the door because that's just what you do you know mm-hmm. yeah and even like oh you know like training for a marathon if you at least get those 10 miles in like I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just, it's nice having that on the calendar. So, yeah. like, your baseline is, you know, I trained up for a half marathon. You know, that just reminds me, like, when I, a lot of the marathons that I did, I was living in Charlotte and I had a route from my apartment that I basically connected all of the weekly runs. So, I never got lost because, okay, like, I'm starting out the urban run route, then I'm going into the Tuesday night route, you know. And that all made 20 miles. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, I digress. Yes. So in Omaha, the 10 miles did not um, get any traction. So people are not into the 10 mile idea. So, and also I had a, a Facebook page at the time and everyone was so concerned about like, oh, are you guys fast? And I was like, no, we'll be just, you know, you'll find somebody that will run your pace, I'm sure. But people were really intimidated by A, the 10 miles, and then if people ran fast. Which, at that time, we were kind of fast. Anyway, so I shortened it. But you weren't going to drop anyone. No. Yeah. yeah, I wanted people to come more than anything because I wanted to show everyone that, you know, we could do this here. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I shortened it to seven miles. And it, it was seven miles for a while. 
Um, and then I think it might have been like, I don't know, probably fall 2016. So Celia was um, trying to get people to run together. And after the track Tuesday was over, because that's only in the summer, um, she asked Gerald if she could like host, keep hosting runs on Tuesday nights. And he had this idea, like maybe you should do a page or a group. And she did. And it used to be really long, the name. I don't even remember. Like Celia's. Oh, that's a different one. Yeah. Celia's Tuesday night group. I think you're thinking about the Midtown running. Yeah. That's something totally that's different. different. Yeah. That's how I found Run Up For It, too. I saw that group, and Celia posted in that group and said, this yeah. group isn't active. So Midtown Running Group was really small, and it was a private page. Now, that's one that I do remember, like, even before I made my own, that I joined it, but it was not active ever. Like, they had one run. And then Celia had her page, and she did it for, like, probably until the winter. And then I was like, you know, we should just join forces because mm -hmm. it's easier for people to find one page um, instead of, like, joining this one group and then another one, another day. So her and I joined forces. So her Tuesday night, Celia's Tuesday night treat group or whatever it was. And then the Urban Run page became one. And then she posted on the Midtown Running. So, like, okay, everything's going to be together. So, follow this page to get all the updates. Um, and that was, in the beginning, it was kind of, like, just our friends. But then it started growing. And that was the Run 402 page. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Run 402. How many people are on it now? I want to say 2,000. Yeah. It's we just huge. hit 2,000. It's crazy. But, you know, you might think, like, oh, there's... Other running pages for Omaha, yes, there are. But I feel like each of those pages are like more individualized to that group or that run. Run 402 is a catch-all. So and like, they all share it to Run 402 anyway. Yeah. So you don't yeah. even have to follow. Like That's encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage you to share your group runs or races or whatever running related to Run 402 because my hope is that everyone follows that page. Or that group. I think your hope get, is already happening. There are 2,000 <laughs> <their>, people. <laughs> the running related news for Omaha. So, anyway, now, fa fast forward to today, um, COVID kind of really changed things, at least for me. Like, I don't, don't host a Saturday run anymore. Um, I've been thinking about getting it back, but just things have changed. You know, um, our venue for Saturday was the Zen coffee shop, which. Now it's packed. Love them. But to host a run there right now would be just not realistic. A, um, it would be too many people. They're a small space and they're very, very successful. I'm very happy for them, but I don't want to impose, you know, bring on. They these... outgrew us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is good. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the fun things that it was kind of a, it was a brand new coffee shop and it was an intimate space and we kind I of. I had Zen today. All right. Yeah. They opened a drive through by Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Their West location is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not a paid ad. We just really like them. <laughs> but anyway, back to Saturday run. Yeah. Uh, go to Zen if you haven't yet. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll take some ideas for a Saturday run. I'd like to start hosting one again. But. Would you want to keep it downtown? I don't know. So, a lot of things, like, since we're getting into this topic, um, I encourage anyone that has ever had this idea that they want to start hosting a group run, do it, go for it. Um, you know, the worst that can happen is 
it doesn't take off and that's okay. Um, but the way I would go about it is like when I first started hosting the urban run, it was from Midtown from the Lease Bakery. And does I don't that know, bakery exist anymore? It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't ideal. Um, so then on the route, we would see like coming soon, Zen Coffee Company. And the day they opened, we ran by and I went inside and I was like, hey, we have this Saturday group run. It's like 15 people max when a lot of people come. Would you be okay with us meeting up here on Saturday mornings for a run? And Abby, the owner, was there and she was like, yeah, that's totally fine. She's so great. Yeah, she really is. So I think the for a run to be successful, like you could do it anywhere, but definitely somewhere that people can meet afterwards and just talk and, and get to know each other is ideal. So a brewery works really well, a bar, coffee shop, um, but just make sure that you check in with the owner of the establishment right. and not just start showing up because that's how people get kicked out. <laughs> like happened to us in Charlotte. There was this one coffee shop that really did not like us. So they, they asked us to stop coming. Um, but yeah, and then think about parking too. So that's one other reason why I reluctant to go back to Zen downtown because the parking is so limited there mm -hmm. and a lot of people drive there. So I wouldn't want to take away from there. I mean, not that we're not paying customers, we are, but people that are just going there to get coffee, you know. Like normal. Yeah. Customers. So, I don't know. I'm thinking about, like, Inner Rail Run Club. They're super successful. And first of all, that venue is awesome. The fact that you can run whatever you want, like having an out and back route like Script Town and Inner Rail does. And having them on trails yeah. instead of going through a neighborhood prevents people from getting lost. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point, too. The urban run that I used to host was a lot of turns. And I had the map and the directions and everything. I would stay with people that were behind. But it is more complicated. Like, you have to invest more if you want to have a run through neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. more, more time, more education. It takes a little bit longer to, to get a take off. But, yeah. So, all those things, I think, are essential ingredients for a successful group, weekly group run. So, I'm back... Uh, course on trails, plenty of parking, a good venue for afterwards. And then just be consistent. Like if you know that, I don't know, your schedule is really unpredictable on Tuesday nights. Maybe you don't have it that day, you know. Uh, pick a date that's more consistent or partner up with somebody that can pick up on the days you're not available. Especially for weekends because weekends are hard. Weekends are hard, yeah. But, you know, I welcome anyone that wants to post on 1402. You can create an event. And invite people that way. Um, I know Amber Welch, uh, who does the inner rail run, she will post reminders for people. And that's one way to, to, you know, get engagement and remind everybody that your run is going on. But I think that a lot of people just want to run and meet people. So it doesn't have to be like a competitive thing, you know, like, I don't think people need to worry about their time before they come. I see a lot of this like, oh, I'm going to train a little bit more and then I'll come. No, yeah. Just come. Come as you are. We want to see you. you yeah. Know? yeah. Like we don't invite people because they're fast. We invite them because they're people and we want to get to know them. Yeah. If you think about it, like if somebody is willing to put themselves through a run to me, that person's really cool, you know, because it's not for everyone. Um, but if you're crazy enough to be willing to a go run outside in these cold temperatures or even in the summer, there's something about you 
that makes you a fun person. I, I just believe that. And it just bonds you to everyone <laughs> else who's running exactly. out there. Exactly. We're all crazy. So, yeah, come on down. Let's meet. <laughs> That's really cool. Do you want to talk about any of your favorite races in Omaha? Since I Ooh. feel like you've done a lot of them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have done a lot of them. So, one of my favorite races is not in Omaha, but it's the Habsie. Yeah. Um. And honestly, I've never ran that race competitively. I ran it five years, and every time I paced it. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to pace, it is a blast. So you'll usually pick up a time that's, like, way slower than you're capable, you know? So you have to because if you're trying to race out there, it's it, I don't recommend. Um, but, yeah, you're just, like, motivating people around you. You get a little pack going and... I don't know. I love to crack jokes when I'm pacing, and even though nobody laughs, that's fine because they're just, they can't breathe. I think <laughs> they're all trying their best. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. So. Yeah, it's very entertaining. How today. did you get involved in pacing? Like, how do you start that? I emailed. Um, so when I found out about the 2015 Habsy, there was an application for pacing, but I was already past the cutoff time, so I wrote them an email. On, I think it was like contact us or whatever and they're like oh if somebody backs out we'll contact you and they did and they're like we only have two hours is that okay and I'm like at the time I was like so much faster but I was like oh I guess but it was perfect like two hours was great and two hours is a big barrier that a lot of people want to yes and that hit. is a huge group yeah because of that reason I think that's probably the biggest group they had four of us because it is the biggest group yeah yeah but it's so fun so I've done, like, that first year I did two hours. Um, the second year I paced the 210 group with Erin Morig. She's been on the podcast before. Yeah. That's the first time I ever met her. And let me tell you, people in the back of the pack, they're having the most fun. That was a super fun group. I, I was scared, like, I was scared I was going to run too fast, which, <laughs> thinking about it now, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> like now, like, <laughs> I would love to run 210. Right. But, Anyway, everybody was having a great time. Nobody was worried about how fast they were running. They were just... They want to finish. They're getting from point A to point B mm -hmm. and doing it in style. Like, I really enjoyed that year. And then uh, the years after that, I mostly did 150. So I paced with Roy, which was fun because Roy and I have ran together so many times. Like, I know all of his life story and his family and everybody because... If anybody listening to this has ran with Roy before, you know. You don't Roy have to just talk. talks. Yeah. Like, don't even try. And that was the best because I didn't have to worry about saying anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. So that was fun. Constant entertainment. Yeah, Pink Gorilla really does a good job around town. Like, um, I will not say that I love that summer one, the cornfield cornfield. It's always so yeah. hot. But um, the leprechaun chase is really fun. And the market to market, market to market is great. Oh my gosh, so fun! And then the Harvest Moon Hustle, which brings me okay. I just remembered another thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so these fun ideas for races, right? The leader of the Charlotte Runners meetup group, and I think like people love that group because of her, Bevan Jett. She had really fun ideas, like. Our Halloween run was a riot, okay? That was one of the ones that was 200 people. Insane, like all these people running with costumes. 
Then she had, she always had a special Valentine's Day run. So I think it was 2012, that song Call Me, ba Call Me Maybe was really popular. Mm -hmm. So it was a Call Me Maybe run. So she had all the guys put their cell phone numbers in these little pieces of papers in the big bowl. And then all the girls had to go and grab a number. Then you called the number and then that's your partner. So you would meet up with them and then she'd tie it together. together and he had to run the entire thing together that's so cute it was so funny okay because oh my gosh and like these a couple of guys the ratio was off so a couple of guys dressed as women <laughs> that's funny it was hilarious yeah she had all sorts like she did a beer mile every run every year there was like an abandoned neighborhood it, it was like construction that never finished so we would set up our little station there the beer mile was always hilarious. I'm trying to remember. Her Halloween runs were really funny, and it usually involved people being tied together. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, we should do something like that here. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're the leader, so. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone listening, if you have right? great ideas for a run, let's do it. Yeah, Um. and of course, like, if planning it by yourself seems a little intimidating, like, yeah, Call we're us. here to help. Yeah. Seriously. So in 2018, Catherine Sheridan doesn't live here anymore, but she put together a beer mile that was like legendary. <laughs> first and last annual. Yeah. It, <laughs> I just love how all the bibs said first annual. Like she made bibs for that. Yeah, it was very professional. We had um, waivers that people had to sign. We checked IDs. We got peak performance to lend us a megaphone, which I was in charge of. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded this timing app so I could give people like actual race times. Um, what else? Oh, we had like cones. I think it was peak, from peak performance too. Like there are resources in town. Like people are willing to, oh, yeah. to come together. That's one thing that I love about Omaha. It's so fun. So Seriously, if you have a, a fun idea for a run, let's make it happen. Yeah, let's make it a challenge, you mm -hmm. know? Maybe it, we could probably get, like, an event every month in 2023. Yeah, we totally we could. could. Yeah. We, we could end it with that. <laughs> sure. All right, so we're going to come up with an event yes. every month, a running event. You might be tied to someone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. If you have any ideas, you want to be a part of it, just message us on the podcast page mm -hmm. and we'll get it going. Let's do it. Thanks for coming on, Giselle. Thanks for having me. All right. And that's a wrap. If you want to write to us, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at run402 the podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you out there. This episode is brought to you by the Anchor app. Anchor by Spotify is the platform we use to record this podcast. It's very easy to use. I'm not a tech savvy person. And if I can figure it out, anyone can. So if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, may I recommend you the Anchor app.